Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Content warning for intimate partner violence, sexual violence, and violence against the gay community. drank one of those Rockstar energy drinks yesterday at like 2 p.m. Natalie, I didn't get to bed until 4 a.m. Why did you drink it? I don't know. I was on my porch just like housing beer. I was like, I've got to get drunk enough to pass out. I don't know what to do. Was it just on a whim you drank it? I was a little sleepy and I was like, let's go. Let's why not? Those are, that's, it's a tricky little, it's a trick because you see kids drinking those and you see them just in... A gas station, and you're yeah. like, how powerful could this really be? You have to ease in to those drinks because they're, they make you crazy. Yes. I felt like one of those, like, you know how kids game in, like, those cafes for days mm-hmm. and then they die? And they're like, how could this happen? This is how it happens. Yeah. You just drink a few of those. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I think we may have already known the like what happens when you take maybe I don't know an illicit drug like cocaine, but you think oh this is this is at a CVS yeah. freezer no way no way cocaine just makes me want to like talk about a screenplay I'm never gonna write you know what I mean but in that moment you are convinced that you are the smartest person who ever lived and isn't that worth it right God people who like cocaine are the most insufferable people i think yeah and i do and i haven't you know that's that's a big part of my long ago past of course <laughs> but i definitely am one of those who would be in the the category of insufferable um idea lady oh so many thoughts so many thoughts I have. Well, you're an aerialist, so I bet you'd be like, this great place about I'm missing women. And then you like jump up and down <laughs> and like, look at this, look at me. I thought you were going to say you're an Aries because that's also true. And I know that that is also something you like to talk about, right. which is fitting for an Aries as well, I think. I like it. I like Aries. I'm an Aries moon. Fuck you. That's mine. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, welcome to Someplace Underneath the Analogy. I'm Amber Nelson. Um... This is like, it's not, uh, I wouldn't, I would never call this a mini-sode, but this is a little bit of, it's a, 
not even a detour, but it's not about us. This episode is probably not going to be about a specific person generally um, because of what we've been talking about the last couple episodes with Jay Lee and how missing cases are handled um, a lot of times incorrectly or inappropriately when it's regarding like a genderqueer mm. person or a trans person. It sort of sent me down this um, research loop that is frustrating enough that I want to just have a, like a talk about it. Sure. I mean, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about this. I'm going to guess off the vibes is that a lot of law enforcement might dead name the person. So in their communities, they'll be like, who the fuck is Phil? Right. Who is that? And and that's correct. And it's just scratching almost the surface of it. It's really it's complicated in a way that it doesn't need to be complicated, it seems like. But there, it's becoming complicated based on ineptitude okay question mark um disregard i don't know uh, sometimes i do think it is just ignorance and not necessarily pointedly meant to be harmful but i i think all of us can relate to a time where we uh unintentionally were harmful because we didn't understand or know something and then went oh man i really fucked this up because i didn't realize like I was, you know, being disrespectful to this aspect or this person or whatever. So there's probably some of that, too, in in, in yeah. the detective work and stuff like that. And yeah. also just a lot of um, not malaise, not great. Uh, I don't I hate using the words like misogyny and stuff like that because they become so cliche. They, they stop meaning anything. I love saying the word misogyny. 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 That's misogynistic, yeah. sir. Yeah. Ma'am. Ma'am, because ma'ams can be misogynistic for sure. I met a lesbian misogynist the other day. Shocked. Learned something new every day. I was like, wow, I didn't know you could hate women and also be into them. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yet here we are. Yeah. She straight up was like, I need a girlfriend to cook and clean for me and like uh, have sex with me and leave. And I'm like, if a dude said that, I would call the police. Yeah. I no, would sue sucks. you. Yeah. That definitely sucks. Um, I guess unless you're making it some kind of sex kink that you're both into beforehand. I you know, know, I think this girl is just crazy. She's like, I want to be a sexy trad wife. I like it when you tell me to just stay just at home and make a meatloaf. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing that happens. Sure. Um, man, speaking of this, too, I, I'm just a little tiny sidebar. I get, I, I just want to put in for a moment. Th- there's been a lot of discourse over the Jonah Hill tech situation uh, this last week, and it's really blowing my mind. And yet it shouldn't, but it does blow my mind. Uh, I'm just going to throw out an unsolicited opinion that if person, any person pursues you and admires who you are, proceeds to develop a relationship with you, you develop feelings for this person, and then they tell you, if you really love them, you will stop all parts of your personality that you should not be in that relationship. No. And also someone said this better than I will, but they said boundaries are what you do mm-hmm. for you. It's like, I don't want to go see that movie. I don't want to drink or whatever. When you enforce it on other people, that's not boundaries. That's controlling. Yes. Uh, you shouldn't see that movie. You you shouldn't eat this. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when it's really innocuous. It's not like... I don't, you, you shouldn't be doing heroin. It's not like that. Yeah. When it's like, 
you shouldn't t- talk to other male surfers. You shouldn't wear a bathing suit, even though you are a fucking surfer. So weird. It makes me so happy to be single, Natalie. I don't got to deal with none of that shit. It. Uh, <sighs> I, I know, and I'm, I'm saying you should leave that relationship. I don't mean that it's oh, it's easy just get out mm-hmm. in that way. It's definitely not easy to get out of a relationship like that. But it is not a healthy expression no. of boundaries as you were just saying to to do that to somebody and it's just it's really sad the number of people of any gender who are defending his oh my god statements and it's really indicative of how much women are still considered property in this society we literally change our last name yeah i mean ma'am it is it's just I know this isn't like breaking news, but it is just wild to see it in these like tiny micro actions in this way and how many people think that it it was fine for him to do that. And also they were like, why did she say it now? It's been six months or whatever. Like, so what time is good for you? When wouldn't you feel right for her to say this? Well, and I would also maybe add in here, it's not always a problem, but he was at the time they were dating 36 and she was 23. That doesn't always mean that's bad. Mm -mm. However, if you are a person who's trying to control another person, it's pretty common to date somebody, barely an adult, who's still kind of trying to sort out their juice in their brains and like figure out who they are. Um, It seems like maybe that would have played a role as well because she didn't say anything because she was... Still growing up. <laughs> yeah, she probably didn't know what was weird. She knew, probably knew it felt bad. Yeah. Um, but it could be because, I don't know, she's a grown-up now. <laughs> um, also, man, okay, look, we're not going to be talking about him this whole episode, but are you kidding me? This is a guy who's one of his most popular movie scenes is him grinding at a party while a woman period bloods on his leg and he gags and you're trying to talk about like purity culture shit with this person i'm sorry dude i'm sorry he he's your your nuts were out on screen yeah like shut up isn't he having sex in like wolf of wall street or something? all the time i mean everything what a fucking little shithead yeah no he sucks um that it really bummed me out it mostly just made me feel really sad because the the number of people who didn't see an issue with it. Yeah. Um, I had to stop going on Twitter. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Just no. the misogyny that's just rampant and they don't they don't care. Yeah. And it's not it's not that always it's not even that. And it is what sort of poisons what we're going to be talking about today of it's not these massive Andrew Tate statements all the time. It's these little micro things that is really steeped in that sort of misogyny and steeped in that idea of women are, are property like this being like he was just stating his boundaries that she shouldn't dress certain ways and stuff that she was dressing like when they before they met each other and he liked um go find a trad wife this is obviously what you want why do you want to like take this woman and then change her which is another thing that is being quoted a lot based around this idea um and i think i've actually already maybe i recommended trevor trevor noah's book on this um show before but uh Born a Crime is his book, and he talks about how his mom basically said they, that kind of person doesn't want a trad wife. They want a, a free person to then cage. They want, they, they want the person who's not traditional and be like, I want to own you like an exotic bird is the, the description oh. that he used in his book. His mom told him that. So um, with his dick. 
I want to make. I want to change her with my dick. I want to. I want to lock her in with my penis, my little penis key. Yeah. So it's like it's these little micro things that really all join together in a big soup and create problems like what we're we're going to be talking about today. I believe, in my opinion, the idea of like you shouldn't do that because it gives people the wrong idea instead of saying they shouldn't then they should fix their own ideas and not be you shouldn't be worried about wearing an outfit that's going to cause ideas kind of idea what woman in her right mind like the guys that are proposing this sit back and think for a second what woman in her right fucking mind would be like yeah i guess i'll delete all my social media and just kind of stay at home and then i'll just kind of let you say whatever you want to me and then yeah you can go cheat a 23 year old (laughs) that's okay you can go cheat i'll just be here I'll be here and then I'll just lose all my identity and like you can go like bring home an STD. I don't care. Yep. Yep. It's it's definitely uh, spoiled, rotten little shits. They need to be scolded and spanked. I will put every misogynist over my fucking lap and spank them. You're not. No, no, no. This is you are are playing right into what they want from you. So, (laughs) ma'am, don't let them. You do not spank. I'm going to go suck their dick, Natalie. (laughs) I'm going to go make dinner for them and then and sit at home and wait for them nude. That's right. I'll show them. That'll really show them. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, just just food for thought and then we'll tie into what we're talking about. But if you need to be a Mike Pensing, your partner being like, you can't be with the opposite sex in a room uh, or if your partner's telling you that, probably not the best place for you to be. Right. I would recommend always having a bank account and a job. I would um I had an ex where we did 50/50 everything and I just gave him all my cash and all the bills were in his name because mm-hmm. I didn't understand how credit scores worked. Yeah. And I was just like he's doing me a favor by taking care of it. So meanwhile his credit is just going through the roof. I have nothing. And so mm. I left. I, I was homeless. At least you were a couple decades past when he would have had to have signed off on a credit card for you. Right. Like, Boyfriend, may I have a credit card, please? <laughs> I don't know, honey. Um, that's a thing that was in recent past. So. Right. 1970s, you could yeah. get a credit card in your name, and then there's no credit scores. You can't leave your fucking property. You you could get a credit card with permission from your husband. <laughs> ah, so... Uh, it still says Saudi Arabia on my passport, even though yeah. I'm an American citizen. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the airport soon. I'm a little scared, Natalie. I don't think that's that irrational to be worried that They're going to be like, it. where's the letter from your husband? And I'll be like, excuse me. I do wonder, how do you even ask about that before you go to the airport? Yeah, I don't know. I tried to call the, the visa office and it was just, of course, beep, beep, beep. But then like, how do I be like, so I'm born in Saudi Arabia, but I'm not Saudi. I'm a U.S. citizen. Also been here since a child. Yeah, and it just says Saudi Arabia on my passport. Like, is some fucking dude at the airport going to be like, can't go, can't get on the plane unless your husband says you can go? Or or also the other alternative would be like, oh, uh, you're a terrorist, aren't you? Like, oh. what? But that doesn't even make sense. I want to go to Germany. <laughs> I just want to eat a pretzel. <laughs> I want to go to a spa. Yeah. Yeah, I just got to say at the end of this, purity culture has just really, really fucked this country up. Yeah. Right. Just right. Good. And given a, given us a lot of fetishes, a lot of sexual fetishes, I got to say, they're all kind of steeped in purity culture at the end of the day. Um, I think a lot of them are pure and perfect as the snow. But also the kind of opposite end of that when you have to pretend like you're pure and then you never have an outlet for any naughty feelings and suddenly you're, you're just like 
I can only I can only come if somebody's like stepped in shit and then put the shit on the back of my head and then call me a little piggy boy. And yeah. It's just like, oh man, whatever, whatever. As long as it's consenting, I don't give a shit. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Okay, other part I wanted to add in because we were talking about gender non-conforming, especially with Jaylee. Um, it really, that one really got me a lot. Uh, and not in a way where I'm saying, oh, feel bad. Oh, poor me, poor me. <laughs> I had to read that. Just that I feel very frustrated um, with how that all played out and how often that is played out in that manner um, of a very kind, lovely person who liked to wear dresses being vilified for no reason. Um, and another thing that just happened this week in the news is very, not a news, but social news, a lovely man um, whose account on Instagram, I don't even know if I want to give because he's been getting so much death threats um was modeling a dress for a couple really great feminine clothing companies and they posted him on their page and 
these women, I, I, I can't process how they can f- be this angry about a smiling person wearing a dress. And it really plays into what happened with Jay Lee. Mm. Um, that this, there's one company called Sonda Floor, and I say please go support them because they posted they have beautiful feminine sort of like aesthetic cottage core dresses that are linen, very, um, you know, uh, environmentally sound and like really beautiful. And it was this the a guy who is goes by he him who put their dresses on and put outfits on, and he was so happy in them and twirling, and the number of sad, broken women who came in saying how much this was destroying their life. Um, They sound, yeah, sad and broken. They are, it is just, just accepting crumbs from the patriarchy if you think your entire personality is dress. I get dress. Right. I get ruffles and dress, and that's what I have. The patriarchy would love nothing more than to clearly define what a man and what a woman is so they know who to subjugate. Of course. Do not fall for this shit where they, I don't know, it makes me mad too. Yeah. We're a bunch of fucking losers. Yeah. Complete fucking loser energy. And I, it was overwhelming me to the point where I, this is why I'm bringing it up because we just covered Jay Lee and, what a perfectly innocent kind. You don't even have to be perfectly innocent and kind to be considered, wor- you know, to be worried about a person being missing. However, on top of that, such a lovely person who did service to his community, who was who studied social work in, in college, who liked to do drag. And he, his disappearance was uh, the only reason that it was even considered was because his community stepped in. If not... The police would have not given a fuck because yeah. of the upstanding young man who did it to him. Let's just say. Because it was like they, they took too long to respond. And then weren't they like, oh, I don't know. It was because the guy who, who did it was a community member who was family was friends with the cops and the priests in the local area. And like, oh, he wore polo shirts. So obviously good guy. <laughs> he didn't um, rent a truck. Yeah. <laughs> right? He rented a moving truck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to call. I wanted to shout out Sonda Floor and also this other company I love who also posted the same man wearing their dresses. I've been wearing lace made dresses for all of my Akatar stuff. They are stunning in person and same con. I'm unfollowing. Blah, 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 blah. Fine. That's fine. You're allowed to unfollow whoever you want. The, the way they were degrading this human being who was doing nothing to them makes me sad for those people. So I appreciate that Lace Maid and Sonda Floor posted and showed a person in a beautiful outfit feeling happy. So if you want to go support those companies, I think you should. Their dresses are truly amazing. It's not just because of this. They also have great clothes. So... Um, I'm starting to think that all these people that want to like return to tradition, if they actually went to real tradition, like Roman roots, they would they would be like appalled. Well, yeah, you upset a, a guy's wearing a dress. Come on, I really do think it's a case for a lot of these women because it is mostly just women mad um, that they're accepting crumbs from their life, their community, their family, whoever they're around. Is saying you should be happy with this, and this is what you get. Congratulations, you get to have this flowy dress, and that's 
you're a woman now and you're feminine and this is what you like. And the fact that that isn't enough to sustain a person's joy or excitement in life, they are not ever going to think, well, maybe I should want more for myself in some way. They're going to be mad at a person who is enjoying their life who's not supposed to be wearing a dress. How dare they? How dare they have the one thing I get? (laughs) I really do think it is that a lot of the time. And it's pathetic. Yeah. Well, I think these women have been sold a lie, especially if they're older. I know a lot of... uh, This is no shame on older women. I feel kind of bad for boomer women because they've been told... These men will protect you. All you've got to do is obey and you will be protected and taken care of. Mm -hmm. When in reality, they were probably groomed and abused by their very people they're supposed to protect them. Their fathers, their husbands, their pastors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then they get older and these men, what they make jokes about you hitting the wall. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Why would I ever give my life to you? I would rather kill myself, Natalie. It's it is a scam. I will light myself (laughs) on fire. Sorry, it's a scam. It's to a lie. Get that, I will burn myself alive and I'll show I'll you. I'll show them. And then I'll suck his dick. That's right. With my flaming mouth. <laughs> um, no, it is a scam. And it's that's a scam. why they're so mad at the quote unquote groomers because they were fucking groomed. But they don't yeah. know how where to put this misplaced rage. No, I agree. I think that's true. Yeah. And so instead just going, they're stealing from me and my dress. They get my dress too. It's like you, you can have other things. You can wear a dress and be other things but and this what sucks is in these situations it's not even boomer women it's like with 30 somethings who are hitting a point in their life where they're they're really probably still really wanting a lot of things and they've been they've been sold this idea that they don't want these other things and now they're here and they're like but he gets to wear my dress right but that's the thing i have i was told that if i obeyed the rules that i'd be taken care of and i'll be so happy i'm so happy here i love it yeah but i'm furious at this other person because that's what happy people do is just get mad at people for outfits you know right and demand Um, that you live just like them yeah so speaking of identities that aren't hurting anybody um, I wanted to talk a bit about something we've brought up briefly in other cases and that is that of the complexities that shouldn't be complex about handling missing trans people's searches so this sort of mentality of being unable to accept another person's comfort if it's outside of your perceived correctness um, leads to really terrible mishandling of dire and time critical situations a lot of the time. And I'm trying not to be completely blackpilled on this. I don't like being complete nihilist on stuff like this. I don't like coming on here and being like everybody's trash and everybody who nobody cares and everybody's because I just don't think it helps. Um, But I think sometimes in some situations, the incorrect handling of it is on purpose because again, the same feeling and mentality of like, well, why were they like that? Why did they, why weren't they like me more? That's probably why they went missing because they weren't like me more. Um, And so I do think there are some people who, address missing genderqueer people's cases in that way. They might even do that. Yeah, you're right. On purpose. Just be like, see, they didn't follow the rules. Yeah. See, girls, this is what happens when you break these delicate rules we have in place hard and fast. You'll go missing. Yeah. And no one will care. Right. And of course, that's not true. You can do all of the rules and you can still get disappeared, still get assaulted, still do all the. I mean, sometimes women are specifically targeted for their naivety and wearing prairie dresses so there's no 
way you should be. We all know that, I think, at this point. Um, but that is, I think, sometimes the mentality that some people have going into missing a trans person's case or missing gender queer person, missing even gay people's cases. Well, you should have done the rules better. Um, so it, it's hard not to see it that way sometimes, though. I'm sure it is not always the case of when these are mishandled. Sometimes I think it is just not understanding, like I said earlier in the episode. And I'm sure some people think that they are doing the best they can and think they're doing the right thing by misgendering and dead naming their their at risk loved ones. But they're not, first off. And secondly, it's especially haunting to see this happening to missing minors who are who are gender fluid or, or whatever, they're, whatever their family does not like to be so, um, so obsessed with controlling your child's identity that you would tamper with the opportunity for them to be found is really almost unfathomable. And yet it happens. It does? Yeah. Like trans children go missing? Like teens. Yeah. Like teens. Like kids who are are figuring out their identity, who have come out as, you know, he, him, or they're, they're non-binary and their families aren't accepting of that half the time why they're missing because they run away and then whenever they put out the information they give out the child's identity in a way that the parent feels that they should be but it's not helpful in that situation because the person you're looking for needs to be found right and so if you're putting out if you have a trans son and you're putting out this other person and going well this is my child i don't know who that child is guess what your kid's not gonna get found is that really what you want and sometimes i think that they do not want to find their kid that is terrifying natalie i had no idea it's awful it's awful and again not always not every time a trans teen goes missing their family sometimes is very active and, and proactive in their life but it does happen frequently that they won't acknowledge this person's identity and even if just in my mind even if you disagree with it wouldn't that be something that that's more important when your child is safe to to, to discuss and debate with them yeah like to actively hinder a missing case seems evil i don't know Maybe I'm crazy. Because then they get to look back and be like, that was my dear Sarah, mm-hmm. the blonde haired girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this this other thing is. Yeah. To them, that's like, you might as well die. Yeah. And that's real. I mean, that's real. And it's sad. And it's true. And so. I wonder how many homeless shelters are full of like trans tons. runaways. Uh, tons. We've, we've done a lot of work with one of them in, in, uh, in Los Angeles. I mean, it, it's a lot. <laughs> Um, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's, I, 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 you know, people get flack sometimes for not having kids or not wanting kids. But there doesn't seem to be as much outrage towards parents who just don't care about their children. <laughs> um, and I hate doing these cases. I hate talk. We talk about them all the time on Spun. And it's horrible and it doesn't get publicly shamed enough in my opinion it just doesn't um 
And that's why I'm here to shame parents. That's right. Ha <laughs> ha, fuck you. <laughs> um, no, it's just because I don't, I don't want your child, I don't want your kid disappeared into the night. I don't want your child to be trafficked into to labor or sex trafficking. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want you to not care. Do you think it's mostly about like, well, the community and how it would look? A lot of times, kind yeah. of like that, more than like your actual happiness and your actual child. Yes, definitely. It's so fucking dumb. I mean, you know how even in like the fifties and sixties, how many uh, knocked up teenagers disappeared suddenly? Yeah, their family because just because of the shame. Even in my school, there would like a, a girl would have a little bump and then just be like sent away, and then yep. the boy could just walk around. Yeah, no, it's this is it's in different formats, but it's still the same. Some some people are wired, I guess, to be afraid of something not looking well. Do you think it's because the kind of people that uphold this are lame ass losers with nothing, no intelligent thought, no unique design? They can't maybe even build something or sing and they're just kind of failures. But if they uphold these laws and these little rules, then like, oh, well, I'm something now. It couldn't be that. That's crazy. I'm something now. But if you yeah. take those away, couldn't be. You just you have no talent, no skill, not that interesting, not that smart, not but that funny. The tragedy of it is a lot of those people probably could be funny and smart and creative and all that, but it's been snuffed out of them so young again by the patriarchy. I'm sorry, but it's true. And it's affecting all it affects all people. It's not just women. The patriarchy, right. the way that it affects men, but I think Men are fine with that, especially the, the takes, some some well, especially the takes you see on Twitter, like with the Jonah Hill shit, like just clearly seeing women's property. They're fine to trade their life if it means that I get a little doll, you know, some there's yeah. very specific sect. But also, I got to say, a lot of those people defending him were women. Ew, a lot of them. Um, That's so sad. Honeys. Yeah. Yeah. They want a boyfriend so bad. It's like a pick me, choose me, love me. It is. And also probably being fed that idea from young age that men, because uh, a lot of the responses were like, well, if he didn't like you, you can't just trust your partner to like not go fuck everybody. You must follow them and study them. And that's women saying that about like, well, yeah, I would never let my husband talk to women because that they're because that's what they do it's like no you've just been told that your whole right. life it's not what a lot of people do because you want to divide and conquer i know like i don't want to say who but people in my family they they're females that hate women yeah and they'll yeah. say stuff like women are crazy they can never right. be leaders and i'm just like you're the leader of your house you make money you're the breadwinner what yeah. you, what's what's going on yeah for sure and I know we're going on a, like this is a bit of a rant episode. I'm sorry, guys, if you don't like that. But there's just been a lot on my mind here with this and so many things that are happening in media and then mixed with like the Jaylee, um story. It just it seems to be a pattern that connects in certain ways. And I'm not trying to do it in like a always sunny meme where I'm like pointing at strings. I do mean I think that there is a direct correlation between a lot of these ideas and what happened to Jay Lee and people like Jay Lee who um, deserved better frankly in yeah. every way. Um, was there like a, at midnight last night like a bunch of abortion laws passed like under the guise of night? We'll have to ask Mackenzie when we do a yeah. stream with her because I that, that shit 
I feel so overwhelmed by it at times that I don't follow all the news as it comes up. I feel like I have to temper myself with like, all right, horrible, violent, missing cases or abortion laws changing. Right. I have to like eh, weigh it out. Um, so, but let's ask, let's talk to her about it. We're going to be talking to her this week, which what, by the time this episode comes out will be in the past, but you can always go back to Twitch and look at the episodes and after they're done. Um, we're going to be talking to her a lot about Gloria Trevi this week, but we definitely can talk to her about, cause she's very passionate about abortion laws. Yeah. Um, so anyway, with the, with parents who are not accepting of their children's identities, it, to the point where if they disappear or run away, it becomes hard to even follow up on a lot of missing trans kids cases. I'd like to think it's because they've been found and they've just simply are now being protected because they're minors. But it's not always clear what happens. And what I mean by this is for this show, and I this is probably true for you as well, Amber. I go through dozens and dozens of missing people's information, like case after case, hundreds, uh, different based on like what we're we're trying to talk about. I'll be looking at trying to find specific kinds of cases. And it's always really tough to choose who to highlight because I think everyone's equally deserving of attention. But also, I know that if I just came on here and started listing off names and stats, that I don't think it would help anything. And also, I don't know if anybody would listen to it. All right. You got to have a humanity touch to it. Yeah. So. And also, facts do care about your feelings. I think feelings are very valid and important. They do. Your yeah. gut intuition, that's usually information that your brain hasn't processed yet. Yeah. I think critical thought plus like deductive reasoning and empathy all needs to be mixed together. I think sometimes people, when they talk about like facts, don't care about your feelings, are missing a human part of that element, which is empathy. Oh, they just look at graphs all day and post it on Twitter and you're just like... Do you have a life? Also, have those graphs are just made up. Yeah. You're like not like there's no source. You're just like this. This picture says the thing I like. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's important to have all of those things combined together. Um, so when I want to focus on, for example, like a missing trans person, I would I really wanted to focus on some missing trans men for this series. Um, and we still will. But it becomes increasingly clear, or trans boys as well, it becomes increasingly clear that it's not as easy, not not that it's ever easy, but it's not as a clear line of research to go down. Because it really seems as though trans people, especially trans men, are being completely erased in this arena of crime. Um, not in a good way. Not because they're not having crimes happen to them, but th- nobody's really t- like addressing them when they go missing. Um, It's really wild. So trans women, unfortunately, have known to be highlighted for the extreme abuse, violence, and mistreatment they receive, usually from cis men. Um, And trans men are also put at a higher risk, but the statistics are not fully sorted out through any means that I could find, even from the broadest scale. So what I mean by that is, there's a challenge to even address what missing and murdered victims are, in fact, transgendered or genderqueer, frankly, because these people are not being counted accurately at all. Right. I tried to look up a stat of, like, how many people transitioned last year, and I couldn't get a number. 
Yeah. I was like, I think that's like a pretty, because it's a big deal. You think yeah. you just put a little stroke on there, but no. Yeah. And there's a couple different issues with that, which we'll, let's talk about. Um, so this is a little blurb from the National Library of Medicine, which is a government controlled entity. Younger people are also choosing a wider variety of labels for their gender identity, e.g. genderqueer, non-binary, that may not be captured in questions that ask only whether the respondent is male, female, or transgender. However, the gender identity questions will not be included in the 2020 census. What? One of the best tools for outlining the demographics of the U.S. population, delaying an official count of transgender people... By at least another decade. What? Thus, although we have better estimates about transgender population size in the United States than ever before, these estimates should be used cautiously. So in that statement, yes, they they didn't give an basically didn't include them. That's like a lot of words for we don't know. We don't care. Yeah. Now. I believe also, I should add here, a number of people have expressed concern about being tr- considered transgender on the census because being on government lists sometimes is pretty scary. Interesting. That's a good way of putting it, Natalie. Which I do completely understand, especially if you're living in a red state that does bring up many other issues. Although this definitional issue may seem academic at first, it has significant consequences for how to categorize both murder victims and estimated transgender population. So there is this issue of not wanting to be in many ways be included because it's scary to be on a list sometimes when you are, for example, transgendered because of the like violence that happens to you. So that that is one issue. However, the other side of that is when trying to statistically look at how murder trends happen, which is, sounds gruesome, but unfortunately that's how sometimes we're able to, as a society, like figure out how to prevent things or how to like yeah. make things safer for certain people. Um, when we don't have a general idea of how many transgender people are in the world, it does affect how murders are looked at. And so... Specifically, bringing up murder victims in this statement and not missing victims, but that's they're they're connected. But in a bitter twist of irony, missing people in their cases often go missing when speaking about violent crimes in the queer community. So, however, missing trans people are facing some of the same issues as murder victims here. In that, let me try to explain this without sounding crazy. Um, yeah, make to, to explain it to me like I'm dumb. No, I mean, I I have to explain to you as I am dumb, so it's <laughs> the best I can do. So there, there are many institutionalized, very flawed systems for trying to figure out how to prevent violent crimes from happening, all the da-da-da, missing people, crimes, murders. There are some that are very specifically related to trans crimes, trans people, crimes against transgendered people, including some that are very specifically violent. If we don't know how many people consider themselves transgender, it's hard to use that data against who's being murdered, if that makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Um, Especially if they were like into, into sex work. That's like a double, like, well, I guess we don't give a shit. Yes, and we'll talk about this here. So further, also, I would like to add, if a person's living in a red state, we we have to remember that 
states within the U.S. in many ways operate like little mini countries. Mm -hmm. So even if there was an outreach to understand the trans and gender queer populations in those states, many of those people wouldn't want to speak out because they are literally afraid of the leaders of the state um, for good reason. And so it's so ugly on so many levels that it doesn't have to be. It's like there are groups of people who want to help protect trans people in the criminal defense m manner, but also people who are leaders of those like states and cities who want to actively they want trans people to be dead. They literally say, like, we, we don't like we don't want trans people, which is effectively saying we want you to be dead because yeah. they don't just you can't just disappear them and otherwise. It, yeah, and it doesn't have to be like some court appointed execution. You could just probably send a couple guys over. So it's tricky because there are people who are, have good intentions who want to help protect trans communities, but also people in high positions of authority who were like, "Yeah, just tell us if you're trans, not because I want to kill you or anything. Uh, I want you to disappear. Just let me know." And so they're in this tricky spot about how to 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 identify when somebody's That's so queer. scary. And they have no, like the people that are so anti-trans, It's they have nothing going on on their bill. It's mostly Republicans. I'm yeah. like, what are you guys even like standing for? It's out, It's just outrage politics. Yeah, it's tell just, me. It's just to, it, to me, it, what it seems like is it's appealing to their fan base who is f purely reactionary, who will vote for them. Emotional. People who are scared. It's the 30-somethings who are yelling at this man for twirling in a dress and smiling are the ones who are going to be like, these people will stop that man from wearing my dress. That's what I need. I need my dress. Yeah. And they're not thinking about it in, in any real way. Although some of them probably are just really want people to die. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, fucked up. <laughs> uh, so... And, you know, it is, I got to say, on a personal level, it's why I have such disdain for certain organized religion, because so much of it, discrimination is in the general violence towards trans people is based completely on superstition and fear. And it, that's evil in my book, in the book of Natalie, <laughs> chapter verse 17. How does that work? That's right. Well, in the book of Natalie, like God, you know, he left it in Arizona and then this, you know, I, I came around, I found, I found it, but then I, I couldn't find the book anymore. So you just have to like take my word for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The book of Natalie found in Arizona. That's right. Um, There's some literal religions like that. Well, that's Mormon. So yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. We found these tablets, but I can't show you. You can't see them. You can't see it. You know what I like to say when like someone says like, well, God says that this, but like, God told me you're wrong. Yeah. No, I same. God said you're a big doo-doo head. Yeah, God said you should fucking suck yeah. your own dick. He's speaking to me right now, and it hurts. And it hurts. Oh. I can't get him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is also a need. There's also a need to study patterns for it for another reason. And, and for it to be noted that there is a specific horrific trend. I don't know what else to call it. In, in black trans women's murders. Not captured are the types of violence that transgender women of color experience, a phenomenon called overkill. Because of the severity of injuries, far surpasses the violence but need to kill them. What? So this term, this horrible term, is overkill, which is describing... It's not exclusive to trans violence, but it is very common in trans violence where it is, it, it, it's... 
not always, but a lot of times by men who kill not just to kill, but to destroy. So oh. it, it's it's not just one shot. It's beating. It's like it's a crime of passion, a, a, a rage, rage. Crime. And so that, that is that's known as overkill. Um, and that's something that happens notably in in especially with trans women, especially with trans black women. And I'm sorry, that's a horrible thing to hear. It's like incomprehensible, but it is the reality of it. Um, Do you think they're just they're angry at themselves for maybe being attracted to many times for sure? And and so because they're like, I'm not playing by the rules, the rules, you know, they got to set up for me because then if I I could die, mm -hmm. you know, totally. Um, Also, this is um, based in also a lot of trans women end up in sex work, right? Like we were just talking about. And a lot of times that also seems to be in correlation of the number of black trans women who are considered pariahs in their communities and already face discrimination on the basis of being black. And then when you add transgender into the picture, many are subjugated to sex work or sex trafficked and not always because they want to be there, but because they don't feel like they really have a lot of options. Right. This is not like the sex work is work crowd. This is like, please help me. Right. So, which is an entire, you know, sex workers, of course, whether or not they want to be there is an entire another category of abused and ignored victims of violence and whose missing cases are often not taken seriously. Not to mention practically invisible as far as sexual assault is concerned. So many sex workers especially black trans women are essayed, assaulted, raped, like all the time. And it will not be taken as a crime because there's just nobody who cares. I mean, I know there are people who care, but a lot of times people within the power position yes. could do something about it. That is, that makes me like nauseous. Yeah. It, it hurts my guts um, that people are, are so broken and I'm sure like that guy who did it, who did something bad, who hurt the person is probably on a dating app mm-hmm. and being like, like, let's see who else I can go out with. I mean, God knows some of those people are probably just like parents, you know, like family, family They'd be people in, in line behind you at the grocery mm-hmm. store like anybody. Yeah. Um, and I would also I would in here like to add the caveat that there are certainly trans women who who want to be in the sex industry. And I don't want to, like, say that, oh, they they don't have they can't control their bodies. They like, don't know. They can make the choice. And some some people do want to be in the sex industry. But mm-hmm. there is a substantial number of them who feel forced into it or trapped once there. When violence occurs that results in a missing case, it's often justified by what we've been talking about, the misogynist belief systems and it's not just me. I mean, there are actual people who who are professionals who study this. I pulled this from the master thesis of sociologist Janelle Teal. Some scholars argue that the excessive violence against trans people can be understood as a result of a rigid gender binary in the U.S. culture, where perpetrators' violence is their means of doing gender and their response to the victim's failure to do so appropriately. So that's essentially what we've just been talking about, that... A trans person is not doing gender correctly. And so that person who is doing the gender cor- correctly takes the rage out on that person who is, how dare they? How dare they wear that dress? It's a violent version of those women yelling at that guy for wearing a little fluffy dress online because yeah. how dare he? Because it's also not putting 
the man at the top of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. So you're like, it's it's almost like a, a disrespect to me. To me, you're not playing by the, the system that yes. makes me at the top. And so many of these guys, and I think we can say this pretty accurately with, with Jay Lee, even though the, the trial is still ongoing. and But we've now, it's now been basically asserted that his... The, the murderer was the murderer. Um, so I, I don't feel uncomfortable talking about it in that term. Um, so he did do it. Well, what we talked about last week was he's been indicted, which is not the same as found guilty. But it's essentially enough to keep him in jail. There's enough evidence. And he now yeah. they're going to go to court. That's good. Because wasn't he in Dallas just having a great time? Yeah. After he fucking murdered somebody? Allegedly. Yep. yep. Sure thing. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right, the little pink pill. And it's called Addy, A-D-D-Y-I, or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol... Reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. So when we see this story of, of Jay Lee, which it is 
we can say like Tim Harrington is has been indicted. So even though he still has to face trial, it, there's been enough evidence to keep him in jail. So I'm going to say most likely the killer of Jay, uh, or at least made him missing. And in that in that situation is exactly this, which is that guy Tim Harrington was attracted sexually to men and transgendered women. He, however, was trying to do gender the correct way. And the fact that he felt those feelings infuriated him because the people who weren't doing gender correctly, he wanted and he wanted to have sexually. And that he couldn't keep those two thoughts in his head at the same time is what it seems like. This, uh, you know. I mean, he probably feels like his life is over. Well, he... Like, yeah, like his family, like I will lose my family. I will lose yeah. my stature. I probably he probably felt disgust at himself, which is unfair um, because of this exact thing. It's something that happens to trans people all the time, which is what this master thesis was about with by the sociologist. Um, and I feel I just feel such frustration uh, as such. It's just so obviously an injustice of it's just so it's a misconstruction of right and wrong i'm tired of acting i feel exhausted by acting like polo shirt and polite is good boy in dress whether or not secular religious whatever just boy wearing glitter bad evil bad person good person says yes ma'am yeah where it's tucked in shirt i'm sick of it and why is it always a boy in a dress has much more shock and awe than a woman in like overalls doing boy stuff. I mean, they don't. Why it's never that? brought up because the, women are lower. You know, yeah. I it's mean, like, how dare you lower yourself? In those women who are who are on the comments yelling, I don't think a lot of them are self aware for one thing. But yeah, I think again, they think, well, we got we're allowed to wear pants because that was the other thing we got that. They said we were allowed to wear pants 100 years ago. And so that was really nice of them to do that. And then they said, I only get the dress. The dress was my thing that I only get. And the idea of that, that you're you've been narrowed down to something so minute and and silly is not something that they're looking at clearly. They're just like they're they're again, same thing where if you look at Timothy Harrington, directing his frustration and smallness at this person he just had sex with. It's their fault. It's their fault. Same with these women yelling at a man wearing a ruffly dress. It's your fault. It's your fault I'm only a dress. It's your fault. Instead of being able to look at the people around them who are maybe not, like, letting them live. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's a harder monster to see, though. It really is. It definitely is. Sometimes that monster is someone very close to you. And it's also a matter of a lot of people talk about after they get out of a cult. How was I supposed to accept I just gave 20 years to this? Sunk cost fallacy? Yeah. Hell of a drug. It is. Um, So I just feel like we should be holding ourselves to higher standards than this as human beings. Like we can understand. It seems like it shouldn't be difficult to understand that. Just because somebody's wearing a different outfit than you like doesn't mean that they're bad people or deserve to die or deserve to go missing. Yeah. Why is that so difficult? I don't know. Um, 
I've seen some ladies and they'll joke. It makes me so mad when a woman jokes around like this. They'll just be like, ladies, if we just lost a little bit of feminism, rom-coms would be funny again. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? We can lose a little bit of feminism or just like joke about how like... I don't need to vote. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? I get mad at those girls. Honestly, if you're going to vote by whatever your husband tells you to do, you shouldn't vote. Don't just vote. don't. Yeah. If you really want to be a trad wife, just stay home. Don't do your votes. Yeah, they just think it's funny to get on the internet and be like, I'm a bad girl because I'm talking. I'm crazy. Yeah. What a crazy girl. And like, um, I've seen some men on the internet on Twitter that just come up with the most vile hateful misogynistic and then the no, girls you find you find the worst things on the them. internet and there's women underneath that are like commenting and laughing and like tee hee hee I'm like honey he wants to kill you yeah but you know it's the same you there's fans of serial I think we talked about this yeah. before but there's women who are in love with serial marry serial killers that's right I saw one girl's because you know on Twitter like you can talk on the like a voice note or whatever yeah. and there was this one woman I saw because I was just like why is she commenting tee hee on all these like violent men and she's talking like this. I was at the park. I got to stop drinking. Oh, and I did a podcast, but I forgot to press record because I'm so dumb. <laughs> it's wow. like literally like that. Like, oh, my God, you are like, I almost wrote to her. I almost DM'd her. It's like, hey, girl, if you ever want to talk. But she would send these, my messages to these violent men. Right. I know it. No, I know, I, it. I know that that. That came from a, a caring place, but it would just be a tornado and, and sent into your life. So bad. I mean, um, so like you could just yeah. feel the like hopelessness. It was yeah. just she felt hopeless. The world is so big. I'm drowning. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. If I act dumb and ditzy and a little crazy, men will want to come fuck me. And if I get fucked, I get validated. It was just it was really sad. It was a sad, dark water she was swimming in. And yeah. a lot of women are doing that. Yeah, I think so. Probably crazy. I'm crazy, bitch. But that is it. Really, is all tied into the same kind of fucked up behavior. <laughs> like it does in, in such a weird way. It does connect to why these kind of cases happen. I really do believe that that all of this is swimming around the same kind of vile mentality. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing that Janae Teal just described, that sort of doing gender correctly, is unfortunately the it is the the seams of our country. Again, go back to the American Child Brides. We were founded on this idea and trying to populate this yeah. country with little white babies. So it's it's there. It exists. But that doesn't mean that all Men exhibit this kind of inappropriate rage. It's yeah. just that those who don't are going around this expectation, which is fucking scary. Yeah. And um, just like the, the, the numbers are growing of like people that behave and talk like this. Or has it always been this I way? I think so. I think it's always been this way. And, and we're seeing it a lot. I do think that there are certain things that the Internet are making bad, but. It didn't not exist before. It was it was just bad in different ways. I think I think it's always really bad in some way or another. Especially, like I don't know. I'm I'm ranting, but like I think the, because our country is so young and founded, all of the violence that caused it is still resonating through yeah. our generations. Because every country that was founded was founded on horrific violence, but a lot of them are older. We're still like experiencing generations of it right now. We're like teenagers, right? I mean, barely. We're probably more like fucking elementary school aged. Yeah. We're an elementary school aged country. Can you imagine like a little elementary school kid that's just been like, boys are boys and girls are girls and if you don't do it, hey, I want, it's like a bully. Yeah, that's how a lot of us act here. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so it seems as though they're, you know, these kind of horrible, horrific overkill murders are 
higher statistically in trans killings. But again, we don't have fully documented statistics on that at this point in time. So as far as in, as far as missing trans people goes, one of the best documentations of the subject is from Canada, uh, which is perhaps unsurprising. Um, also, there's a big chance that there, I just simply couldn't find the, the accurate coverage in the U.S. I'm not a machine. I can't always find everything. But it's not an easy thing to find as far as crime statistics against trans people in America. I will say that. So... The Independent Civilian Review into Missing Person Investigations is an organiz- like a peer-created um, group who basically audits police force and detective forces in Canada. Oh, it's in Canada. I'm sorry. I was like, I'm surprised they're allowed to. They're not broken up because no. that ain't no way in hell that no. would happen here. It's Canada. Yeah. Um, and they had put together a paper entitled Missing and Missed, and it is breaking down the flaws within the police force as far as like what venues they take to find missing people, not just trans and queer, but all missing people. Um And its intention is to have a solid review, basically, of police activities and a good faith list of improvements that need to take place in how missing cases in general, but also for trans people, are handled, as well as other people in the queer spectrum. I will add that the civilian review is sort of partly put on by the police force itself. So it might be a conflict. Um, I also may not understand it fully, but I know that it's not completely an exterior group. It's connected to the police force, and then they get peers and civilians to come together. Mm. I have such a distrust of cops. I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're just going to give you the report being like, everybody's doing so good. Um, <laughs> we we uh, doxed ourselves. Yes. We have audited ourselves, and we give ourselves an A++. <laughs> um, no, there there is a bunch of stuff in here that does seem good. Um, it also... It's better than nothing, for one. It also contains a 2SLGTBQ plus chief's consultative committee. Um, And 2S represents two-spirit people, which you may recall from – you might have learned that outside of us. But we talked about it on um, some of the Missing Indigenous People episodes. But two-spirit is generally um, connected to indigenous communities. Um, because, yes, folks, many communities historically have had a third gender or a non-binary component in the past. It's not a brand new element, as though some people want you to believe. This is something that has existed in humankind forever, that like non-binary people aren't a new thing. So two, two-spirit people are not a new thing as well. Um, uh, one of the things that I think is a forward, good-moving action that they've covered in, in this Canadian review of of detective work is especially in reporting on doe body recoveries, which is, again, a doe body, you know, a person, a trans doe or Jane or John Doe is a different form of a missing person. So it's still a missing person that one of the improvements they're doing is that they will not immediately assign the sex as an identifying factor. This is simply just because sometimes using someone's base biology doesn't accurately describe that person. So wait, but then like, so what if I go missing? They'd be like, we can't say it's a woman. No, no, no. It's not like that. It is more that they are addressing things on a case by case basis. Okay. So it is instead of sort of treating it like if they find old bones, trying to tell you what this person was immediately. 
I don't know, doing okay. more research on it. Okay. All right. I can just get, <laughs> yeah, get the yeah. whole picture. Okay. Yeah. I guess so it so, goes by case by case basis on the person. And it's it, And a lot of times those doe cases are very old. And so they're basically going off of bones. Wow. Which sometimes is not helpful. Um, as far as like identifying trans people and things like that, because they have always existed. So I guess it's just it also seems like it's taking into the case a little more um, nuance and like re- yes. reverence, Absolutely. respect for this, a hundred percent, and not just like white woman, right? Thirty two, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So two people who understand this a little bit better than I do, for sure. Um, is a trans couple by the name of Anthony Lucas Redgrave and Lee Bingham Redgrave, who are married and began a system called Trans Doe Task Force. It's a nonprofit organization that helps identify bodies of trans and genderqueer people who have cases whose cases have gone cold, often because they were not identifiable based on the descriptions given out by authorities. Anthony and Lee are forensic genetic genealogists. So both people, both uh, of the people in this couple are uh, genealogists, and they run an organization called the Redgrave Research Forensic Services, and they're based out of Massachusetts. They started all of this out when Lee, who was adopted, wanted to find out more information about their bio relatives. Also, both people, uh, both of the people in this couple had an interest in unresolved crime cases, just a, 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 a personal interest in them, which in turn led them to harnessing that en- energy into Doe cases that involve genderqueer people when they founded Trans Doe Task Force in 2018. So it's like there's so many people, trans people that have gone missing that it takes a nonprofit organization. Mm hmm. Well, especially because, especially if it's older cases, even now, but especially if it's from decades ago, there weren't, they, they wouldn't have even taken that as a consideration. I'm going to talk about one specific example I mean by what I mean by that. Um, also, what I'm describing here was pulled from an article from Extra Magazine, just so everybody knows. So the passion of this couple, Lee and Anthony, partly came from also another thing, a tragedy in their local community when an activist named Krista Steele... Nudslian was murdered by her husband, a cis man. So she was a trans woman murdered by her cis husband. It was this act of violence that seemed to seal the idea that they would use their lived experience as trans people, combined with the education and career they had to try to make an impact in an unjust justice system. When there is a cold case, sometimes with context clues that the person may have been identifying differently than some bones could tell you, They will compile complex family histories based on their expertise, and they have helped solve multiple cases. Sometimes the cases they help cover and solve are also non-trans people, but like tricky cold cases that have not been solved, and they look into it for that very reason. So um, there are a number of reasons a person may not be identified, but it's especially tragic if it's a person whose biological family has rejected them or won't acknowledge them to the point where they won't even attempt to find their body or search for them as a missing person. But it's also equally sad that perhaps a trans person may have had their chosen family and those people may really want to try to find them. But the Doe cases that, that are laid out across are not accurately presenting the people they found. If that makes sense. Okay. So this article that I'm referencing from Extra Magazine came out. At that point, the Redgraves had helped solve or or close 173 cold cases. What? And that was in 2021. So that's just in the matter of 
a handful of years. 173 in the matter of just a couple years? Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's... We could go into a lot of issues within, you know, crime solving. You know, there was, I forget, there was a few years ago when they discovered the warehouse filled with um, untested rape kits, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. These are cases that nobody dealt with. And so they actually were able to go in and not that, not that it was easy, but they could solve these cases and they just were not being solved. Um, So, and now certainly the number is much higher in 2023. So... Some of those cases were decades old when forensics was even more of a Wild West and police had absolutely no correlation or understanding of trans people. So the Redgraves point out, this is an example I was going, I was talking about, they point out in their discussion with the journalists that cases like one that were, occurred in 1983 when police found the body of what was likely a trans woman brutally murdered. They discovered the body just hours after the murder. However, they couldn't come up with an accurate police sketch because this body was found, was maybe born biologically male, was dressed in women's clothes, was dressed as perhaps a trans woman would dress. And it was like they couldn't even conceive of a trans woman's face. And so even though it wasn't just a bones, it was a person they found. There was like some damage. I'm sorry, this is so awful, but there was a damage done to the face due to the beating. But the police sketch artist could not conceive of a trans woman. And so they kept making these sketches that did not look the same to each other. They were almost just like, I don't know. It's a tra- like, what is this in 1983? So this is like, oh, it's like, sorry. So the, no, yeah. I'm like sick. Yeah, no, it's terrible. But this is one of the cases that they use as an example of like, you need trans people in these fields as well to help, you know, explain and help understand these things. And also um, people who aren't trans should just be able to, like, understand these very basic concepts. Like the fact that they couldn't understand what a trans woman's face might look like is stupid. <laughs> um, that's just how I feel about it. But uh, and it is I do. I think it's those like mental blocks that people get in that. Things can't be different than what they knew when they were eight. You know, like, I don't, this is something, I don't understand this person. I don't know. I can't see their face. Like, I don't get it. There was nobody like that in my block when I was growing up. And I do think people get stuck in those loops. It's also how we're trained and Mm -hmm. conditioned. I mean, in school, you have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom. I can get it because you don't want kids running around being crazy. But like you're conditioned to sit at a desk, do your homework, go do homework after school, which is more work. Mm -hmm. You don't really go play. It's traditionally we're told to obey authority and respect authority and stuff. And then you realize a lot of authority people are fucked up and you shouldn't listen to all of them all the time. No. Um, So... Yeah, I'm, I just wanted to throw them out there because I found them really compelling. But by the way, at the time of this recording, it just so happens to coincide with the Red Graves updating their website. Like they posted it three days ago on Facebook that they are revamping all of their websites. And so it should probably be up by the time this goes out. But um, I don't want to give the wrong website out. But just you can look up Transdo Task Force and Red Grave Research Forensic Services if you want to find out, find out more. And we're obviously going to donate to them from this episode. Um, and this is something that you also kind of said a little earlier. But in, in that article, in the um, 
that article where she, the person is interviewing the Redgraves, uh, the journalist's name is Erica Lenti, and she states, Resolving any Doe case is, at its core, about restoring dignity to the dead. But that is especially pertinent in cases of trans and gender nonconforming people who are routinely harassed, sexualized, overpoliced, and dehumanized. So you mentioning before about it being more, uh, doing Doe cases being more about respecting the body. And that, that's essentially what this person said is that it is resolving Doe cases is about restoring dignity to that person. And in that you should remember who they were as a person also helps identify them just like criminally, scientifically, it helps understand who they were to identify them. But also it is about respecting them as people. And and so much of that is missing in missing trans cases, which I've found we can't even, we don't even have stats here in America. Mm-hmm. They got a whole nonprofit in Canada. Well, at least these, this in group, yeah, at least this couple works out of the U.S., which is great. Okay. Um, that missing and missed paper that was put out is all Canada based, but right. hopefully we can make steps in it um, in the years to come. And I hope that we can make better, um, you know, when unfortunately when people go missing who might be trans or genderqueer, we can make advancements in the ways that we handle those cases and so thankful for allies like people like Jay Lee had his, his friends and community help because otherwise who right. knows if we would even know who he is right and what do we do about the women that are like screaming on the thing and being like I'm fucking crazy you know how do we like t- how do we stop that we gotta smash the patriarchy I don't yeah that's all we got that's all we gotta do because I think they're just acting out of like if I behave this way mm-hmm. then I'm going to be rewarded mm-hmm. No, I, I and think you won't. Right. You won't. No. You're just going to be in a Jonah Hill situation where he's just like, "What are you doing in an outfit in a romper? Why are you at the beach in a bathing suit? You, you, you surfer, you surfer." <laughs> it's just a life of imprisonment. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just having discussions. Really, was all we can do. And it, I think talking about it does help over time. So that's what we're doing here. Maybe, hopefully. I know some people that are just like... It's hopeless! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, also, if anybody has any uh, trans missing trans cases that you, w- you would like us to cover, always feel free to, to email us at someplace underneath at gmail.com. Um, I always really appreciate when people yeah. send me stories that I haven't pr- specifically found. Um, but yeah, let's wrap this up today because I, I feel like I ranted a lot and I do apologize, but I'm not really that sorry. <laughs> Hopefully it was at least, um, it was eye opening. <laughs> you can follow what I was just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I had no idea about some of this stuff. I, I'm just kind of like surviving every day, Natalie. Aren't we all? We need a little <laughs> plaque that says that on the wall. It would be funny if it said, another day I got through. Live, love, love. We did it. We did it. We Thank saw you. Spartan Greasy. I'm Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. See you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.